This is the Rustler Cattle Company podcast. From the Rustler Radio Studios on the campus of Central Wyoming College, here's your host, meat science professor Amanda Winchester. Rustler Cattle Company, a podcast that is about the meat industry. We have information about processing plants, the industry, the meat science program at Central Wyoming College, and about our local foods. Hello, and welcome to the Rustler Cattle Company podcast. Today, we're talking with Tyler McCann from Wyoming Cowboy Cuts. Welcome, Tyler. Yeah, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming in today. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Tyler. We run, my wife and I run, uh, help run our family's ranch. We run about a 500 head cow-calf commercial operation that's based um, just east of Riverton, Wyoming. And then we live on our farm, which is just west of Riverton. Then we also operate our Wyoming Cowboy Cuts business and try and keep up with uh, six and eight-year-old daughters. That sounds very exciting. So tell me, how did Wyoming Cowboy Cuts come to light? A couple years after we got married, I kind of had a food background. I wasn't raised on a ranch, and I kind of wondered why we weren't finishing beef and why we didn't have our own beef. And we ended up, we had a calf that was born early. It was on a heifer, it was born in a snowstorm, and it ended up losing its ears, nose, and tail from frostbite. And um, we knew that we were gonna, we were basically gonna pay to have to get rid of him. You know, the sale barn wouldn't have took him. He, he looked hideous. Um, and he he was a great calf though. He was big and fat, and the and the little heifer did a great job with him. And so we said, you know, let's let's finish him. Let's go ahead and keep him and eat him. And uh, we noticed when everyone came over to eat with us, um, everyone would say, you know, wow, this is amazing beef. What's your secret? And we didn't really think we had any secret. We kind of finished him like what her grandparents had always done. And we gave him some corn oats and barley that we got from co-op and we left him in a little pasture behind the house and he got grain twice a day and he got big and fat and we didn't think there really was any secret. So we thought, you know, maybe there's something to this. And so we ended up doing a few more the next year. We picked out a couple of calves and we finished another couple and we sold a few and kept one for ourselves. And really we thought there was you know that was that was the very beginning of it then it it continued to grow from there every year we doubled in size and we were doing 5 10 15 that we were selling as as custom cut holes and halves so it it just continued to grow from there and in 2019 we said you know we're doing enough volume that we'd probably better try and have some another business in place and so we we started an LLC and we ran it as Wyoming Cowboy Cuts which we still run under now. So how did you decide to start selling direct to the customers besides just the half the holes and the quarters? I realized real early on 
within the first couple of years that as good as it was to to sell those holes and halves in you know we're in a state where there's more cattle than people and it was going to be hard to make that an actual business plan without looking at retail cuts and so we we weren't really sure how to do it we learned a lot when we decided to do retail cuts um, and we weren't really sure if it was something that we could do and that was 2020 we had a plan to do 20 head as holes and halves cut custom holes and halves and then the other 10 would be retail cuts and we didn't really have a good market for it at the at that time and when covid hit we had a lot of beef available we had two or three in freezers and we had two or three that were hanging and ready to process and we didn't have any customers really we were going to have to roll pennies to get the next ones you know out from when they were done being processed when covid hit a lot of people wanted to buy a lot of beef when the shelves were bare but they didn't have a place to go with a whole or a half beef because they couldn't get a freezer and so really quickly we figured out that if we would use the existing freezer space that they had um, which is just a couple of, of cubic feet that we could sell those boxes on a regular basis as much as people wanted it if they had the money all of all of those things they couldn't get a big enough freezer and so that really kicked into gear our box sales we still do a lot of uh, we have six or eight variations of boxes and they're they're very popular because people have certain you know pretty standard cooking routines and so a lot of people have found that one box that works for them and even though now they can go and get that you know some of the supply chain issues have been worked out and there are freezers readily available um, they're kind of comfortable with sticking with that box that they're used to getting and so we see a lot of repeat customers that way but that was really, it was kind of necessity that brought about the retail side because we weren't really sure how we were gonna do it and, and what did and didn't sell. So what would you suggest to others who are interested in the direct selling? <laughs> Don't, <laughs> no, it, it, it's good. It, it's, um, it's a lot of work. It's very rewarding. I really enjoy getting to spend time with customers. You know, we always visit with everybody as much as we can. Um, we have some statewide distribution through a program called Eat Wyoming, uh, and that's really helped. That's increased our sales. Um, but as far as, you know, if you're looking at this and just starting out, um, for me, what has worked the best is keeping it really simple. Um, we do just a couple of roasts. We do, you know, just a couple of variations on ground beef and um, just a handful of steaks. At first, when we started, we were trying to get every single cut that we could and cut down on the amount of ground beef. And, 
you know, we kind of outthought ourselves. And um, it, it seems like it, as we've simplified it, it's, it's really kept our customers happy. It's made life easier on us. Um, we still do some, some more of the obscure cuts, um, but we save them for, you know, custom orders or if someone orders something you know keeping it simple we've we've been really fortunate to find areas to go uh, with some of our offcuts we we ended up um, we have a wholesale program that we go to a couple of local restaurants and that's been a big help some of those things that we weren't necessarily able to sell retail and and make a make any profit on because of the type of cut that it was we were able to go into the wholesale side with it and be able to utilize as many of those cuts as possible without just having you know ground beef chuck roast and ribeyes we we're able to we we're able to keep a pretty good balance um, with having the wholesale side on selling some of the things like your sirloin tip or your short ribs or some of those that aren't um, selling as well retail so I think having some balance to it part of that is it depends on your location if we were closer to like a Denver a Salt Lake a Billings something like that that might affect the way that we operate our retail we might have a bigger retail for short ribs or something along those lines so I think knowing your area and what does and doesn't sell is going to be a big help when you look into that retail side of it and say, are we going to end up selling short ribs to a restaurant for $6 or can we take them to the farmer's market and sell them for 9 Having a good feel of your area is going to give you a better idea of where you can and can't excel. This is the Rustler Cattle Company podcast. We will take a short break and we will be back with Tyler McCann from Wyoming Cowboy Cuts. Central Wyoming College is here to help you advance in your career, earn better wages, and earn a degree or a certificate. With all the hard work you've already put into your career, CWC may be able to offer you college credit for relevant work experience. You can earn a degree or a certificate in less time and save money. Call 307-855-2115 or go to cwc.edu to see a full list of degree programs. Your experience matters, so make your way at Central Wyoming College. You're listening to the Rustler Cattle Company Podcast. I am Amanda Winchester, and I am the meat science professor at CWC. We are offering a meat science certificate or an associates of science. We're the only community college in the state that offers this full program. You will learn in a semester if you choose to do the certificate, you will learn everything you will need to know to be able to go out into the workforce and be able to be a trained employee to get hired on. If you decide to go into an associate's degree, that means that you can go on to a university and either get a meat science or a animal science degree. We do in 
internships with other processing plants within the city and maybe around the state. More hands-on, more direct learning. We have special scholarships just for ag and meat science. So that means I have money to be able to help students um, be able to get into their degree. Go to the college's webpage and find meat science and pull up all the information. It goes over the certificate, the degrees. They can also give me a call at 307-855-2258. Now, back to the Rustler Cattle Company podcast. Here's Professor Amanda Winchester. Talking with Tyler McCann about Wyoming Cowboy Cuts. I was looking at your website for your Wyoming Cowboy Cuts and a couple of your statements I really loved. Um, one of them was, we connect you with your food, which is only as far as your, our ranch is from your house. The other one was, the taste developed from the beef's cattle's growing environment embodies the flavors of Wyoming soil. I love those. So tell me a little bit about how, you know, how you guys feel the quality in your product is what makes a difference. That was one thing that we looked at when we were starting it is kind of how to market. And because we have a commercial herd, we run an F1 cross of um, Hereford, Red Angus, and Black Angus. And so, you know, really for all intents and purposes, they're, they're mutts. Um, we don't have a registered Angus herd. We don't have something, an exotic kind of Wagyu cross, any of those things. And so if we just said it was grain-fed beef uh, or grain-finished beef, anyone else could do that. You know, everyone in Nebraska, everyone in Kansas, any, anywhere in that corn belt and east, they could do that bigger, faster, stronger. Um, if it was just 100% grass-fed, you have a lot of competition there. Um, so we kind of we kept coming back to the fact that what what makes us special is where we live. Jack, he said the one the one word that really tied it all together. We hadn't figured it out how we were going to market this as being a special place that creates special beef and it was terrar you know the french word for the flavor of the land we really ran with that that was kind of the idea that no one could take that away from us whether they you know if they had more access to commodities to finish than what we did so we we really made sure as we focused on that that we did as many things locally as we could so our cattle are always out on uh, green grass. You know, in the winter we have to supplement with hay, but we buy all local grains. Um, we're in big beer barley country, malt barley country, so we use a lot of malt barley. But it's literally grown. You know, some of it's just across the street. So we really felt like the more that we could do locally, it would separate us by saying. We're doing everything that we can to get that flavor of the land right here. So that was kind of the idea is that it, it, it gave us a direction to market because you can go right across, you know, you can go one county over and have a totally different flavor if they're using the things that are uh, available to them. So I think it's something for everybody that's, that looks into direct marketing if you do have a purebred herd, you know, registered Angus or purebred Red Angus or whatever, purebred Herefords, 
you know, I would go with that. I would definitely market those, those breed associations have so much available to you. But really that was kind of the fit for us that it told our story. We really do try to connect with our customers. We get Christmas cards from some of them. When they call, they, they say, it's me again, you know, so-and-so. And, and we really have that um, connection to them that we can sit down and visit for a few minutes. Or we do know that, um, you know, Mark and Patty, they like their ground beef just a little more lean. And so we really tried to make it where we, we told the story of where we were coming from and kept it where no one else could duplicate it. And then we connected that story to the customer. That's great. That brings you know the next topic, how farm to fork can make such a big difference. Can you talk a little bit about how, I mean, that's kind of what you guys are talking about. You're, you're introducing your farm to the end customer. Can you talk a little bit about farm to fork and how it can make a difference? So if you back up just a little, I always tell every, I talk more all the time about the kind of intentional dumbing down of the butcher of the meat business so it used to be that you went to a butcher shop and there might even be dead things hanging around you got the smell you you talk to the butcher you could describe what you were cooking you kind of knew what you could and couldn't afford um, and you were able to pick things out that way and then eventually that butcher got put behind a cooler display and behind a, a pane of glass, right? And now you just drove by with your cart and you picked up whatever might be available to the point where now that butcher isn't even available anymore. A lot of these stores don't have a butcher. A lot of these cuts are made in maybe even another state and they just come in and they're wrapped up, ready to go. For us to connect to our customer, we're utilizing the animal a lot better. We can have that conversation with them. How do you cook? There's, there's a lot of people that they don't understand uh, very many cuts. And so they're very limited in their cooking experience. Even if they are a very good cook, um, they're somewhat limited just because they maybe have never had access to a butcher or someone that could say, you know, if you like uh, a chuck roast and you do a lot of this kind of cooking, why don't you try uh, a sirloin tip roast or a crosscut shank or some of these things that now we can utilize the animal better and it's not just ground beef, ribeye and chuck roast so we're utilizing the animal better um, it makes some of these cuts more profitable to us and it also helps our customers start to have some other options um, i know uh, short ribs is a big one they're they are so popular right now and there's a lot of people that just don't know how to cook them and once you get them hooked on them they love them and so they're really excited that now they can have maybe one of these value cuts. It, it kind of gives them that high-end experience at home. Right. That's great. I, I uh, One of my favorite stories when you're talking about rolling into the grocery store and um, just 
going to the counter and getting products. Even sometimes the clerks at the grocery store meat counter don't really have a clue what their their products are. But I had a customer walk up to me one day. I was just shopping for meat in the grocery store, and she's like, do you know what a good roast is? And I looked at her and I said, actually, I kind of do. So I love that, that, um, that whole thought that customers get more education. They learn different cuts and learn different products within the beef. And so it, it's great when they expand their knowledge. So Tyler, let me ask you one more quick question. What do you feel is the one thing that you want to talk to um, on my podcast to tell people about, you know, the meat industry or even the beef industry as a local producer? What, what one thing do you think we could leave with? Yeah, you know, there's so many questions. I, I think, you know, for us, it, it's still finding a flavor that you really like. Um, that's one of the big things. And don't, um, I see this all the time on different Facebook groups, and um, I get some of the same questions. Find a producer that one you you feel comfortable asking questions because you don't know what you don't know and try the meat i you know i just talked to a guy the other day he'd bought some beef from another producer he's in another state and he said i can't even finish it i bought like 50 pounds and we can't we haven't made it through like five it's just you can still find some value as we watch prices skyrocketing out of control in some areas you can still find some value going to a local producer and it may be that you have to go in on a whole or a half with a couple neighbors or some family members and and you all divide it up amongst yourselves but you can still get some exceptional cuts of meat but really go to that producer personally we have a beef sampler it's forty dollars you get a couple pounds of hamburger and a couple of steaks make sure that you like it 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 really you won't hurt my feelings if you don't love our beef we think you will obviously find a flavor that you'll eat because if you're not if you're not finishing that no matter what price you've paid for that you're still not getting your money's worth so you can still find some value start with the flavor and then ask questions if you get somebody that's not really happy to answer your questions feel free to move on to someone else because I want you to be satisfied with your purchase as much or more than what you do because then you'll come back and so I think just taking a little bit of time you know you you can it really looks like you're gonna be spending a lot of money but like I say buying a whole or a half beef or or pork or any any of these things directly from a producer um, if you'll use every single cut of that you can really maximize your dollar as a consumer so I think there's really a lot to that thanks Tyler I really appreciate you coming and talking to us today I'm excited to get to hear more about the Wyoming cowboy cuts as as time goes on so I'm really excited I know that you have put um, coolers out in some of the smaller communities so customers can also get your product without being in touch directly with you and they don't have to drive to Riverton, Wyoming to get it but there's some of our outreach towns that you've put coolers in so I think that's really exciting. You're doing some pretty cool things within the industry trying to make a difference within our community so I really appreciate that. So thank you Tyler for joining us today and thanks for being part of this. 
thank you for having me and you know if there's some listeners that uh if there's not a cowboy cuts cooler in your community get a hold of us through facebook or we're on all the social medias or through our website and uh, if there's an area that you think could stand to have some local beef with a, a retail location let us know and we can definitely try and find places that uh, we could do that sounds great thank you so much tyler take care thanks you too this has been the rustler cattle company podcast hosted by amanda winchester produced by john gabrielson this podcast is a production of central wyoming college meat science Join us again next month for the Rustler Cattle Company podcast.